Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is JDC from Champions for Life. I am so excited here today. You know, guys, there's sometimes in your life where you have this special kind of people around you and you have to recognize, man, this is a moment which I must capture and share to the world, right? And so today, I am so excited because I have right here, look, my friend, brother, my coach. This is Coach Orlando the Warrior Rivera. Now, those of you who know him, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, if you're in the martial arts world, you could not be a martial artist not knowing his name, not knowing the warrior, not knowing Coach Orlando Rivera, right? If you're in the martial arts world, you are super pumped, charged up, excited about listening. And if you're new to the martial arts world, well, go look him up. He's on YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, he's everywhere. He's fought around the world. Amazing. Five-time world kickboxing champion. 15 pro fights in boxing, becoming a U.S. champion. I mean, the accolades the hard work, the dedication, the everything. But look, today we're going to get to know him a little bit on the personal level, which I know you'll be very interested in knowing. So without any further ado, Coach, how are you? <laughs> very good. Thank you. That was, wow, an introduction that I cannot top. So I just want to say it's an honor to be here with you. It's been a pleasure um, working with your students this weekend with the seminar that we did together and it was just an amazing weekend um you have a very talented group of warriors on your team you've done a good job as a coach for them or excuse me as a shihan to them um because that to me is uh where i came from you know there was always someone good or someone great in my life that always elevated me to a whole nother level in my career and um i see that with your students that's awesome. So let's let's talk about a little bit about that, actually. You know, the mindset that it takes to become a world champion. You know, many people try, many people do it and all that, but, you know, few actually make it there. So what was it for you that, that you said, you know what, I'm going to be a world champion? How did that happen? <laughs> that, is, that is one of those questions that when I'm asked that, I could never pinpoint what it was exactly, what pivotal moment in my life that made me decide that I wanted to become a world champion. But all I do know is when it happened, um, I knew in my heart that that's what I wanted. And no matter what I had to do, I did it. And it, you know, it didn't stop there because, you know, there's like anything else, there's, there's ups and downs. You know, anything you do in life that's worth anything in life is going to be hard, okay? If you continue to pursue it and push past all the negativity, push past all the people that say, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do it. Uh, you know what? The more you tell me I can't do it, the more reason I'm pushed to want to do it. So, you know, becoming a, a world champion was, was just the first step, you know, but then becoming a five-time world champion, you know, became... And unifying. Yes, became, you know, a desire that... I wanted to unify all different titles. I don't want people to say, oh, well, you're only a world champion and 
you only fought here in the United States. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I went and fought in other countries and then fought other champions because you can't call, call yourself a world champion in my eyes if you haven't fought around the world. And, you know, that's to me is the, the furthest uh, fight that I've fought when they say around the world is uh, I went to Beijing, China um, back in the 90s and I fought uh, the Chinese champion there. I was on the U.S. team and we, we fought diligently, but they were better than us. And the good news is that I was the only American on our five-man American team to win because I was the last fight. So I got to sit there and watch what the Chinese did best. What were their strengths? Wow, that's amazing. Able, yes, and I was able to figure it out and say to myself, okay, the bottom line is they were great kickers. They were out kicking us, but their hands, they didn't have the hands to box. That's the weakness so right there. That was their weakness. Wow. And American boxing is what took me, you know, uh, ahead of the game with them because, you know, once I, I realized that, I was like, okay, now <laughs> it's time to put it all together and, um, you know, become becoming a, a, a champion there in, in their hometown. That was, was, was huge. That was yeah. a very big accomplishment. So if you ask me what was my biggest accomplishment in my career, I would I would say that since it was the one thing that I just gravitated to right now. Because um, when you fight someone in their own backyard and they say that that's where you know martial arts began was in China, that means a lot to me. You know because uh, it's powerful. Not yeah, everybody yeah. can say they went yeah. to. To, to China to fight to the Chinese played. champion, yeah, you know, and um, and beat him. And believe me, you know, I beat him. I didn't just beat him. I TKO'd him. Wow. So that's you know, that was huge because I knew that if it went to the judges, forget it. It wasn't gonna yeah. go to me. Yeah, you're in their home. Exactly. Yeah, forget that. They don't want to give that up. Yes, that was awesome. Now, I remember that there was a time right that um, you know, we were all following your career and we would. You know, we would go to your fights and we would train together and all these things. And I remember seeing you growing and just moving to different levels. And then there was a time that you got hurt in a motorcycle. Yes. And everybody was like, ah, oh, that's it. His career is over. Why would he do that? Doesn't he know that he's uh, got a career ahead of him? Why would he be in a motorcycle? You know how people talk, right? Yes, and it was like, it was like, oh, man, you know, <clears throat> and I, I remember going but I think he'd be all right because he's, he's a warrior you know I just remember being always always on always the up positive, for that, right yes. but so. for you like that's like I see a lot of people they, they got like knee problems and like life is over for them yeah you didn't just have a knee problem like a torn meniscus or none of that your yours was yeah. like look no, you're not forget forget kickboxing yeah. forget martial arts you're gonna walk with a limp for the rest of your life you, it's over tell us about that wow <laughs> That's, that's a story to be heard because that's, when that happened, okay, I was on my motorcycle, it was a beautiful sunny day, we were getting ready to go to Great Adventures, so my, my dear brother friend, um, Tommy Rodriguez, his fiance at the time um, was Jessica, and she, uh, he said, hey, 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 warrior, he says, my, my fiance, she's never rode a motorcycle before. Can you please give a ride on the bike with you? Wow. So, oh, man. now here it is. Oh, I've got not only my life on the motorcycle, 
I've got my best friend's um, fiance. Fiance. With wow. Me, right. So he says, I trust you. Okay. So um, now, diligently, I drove. I was doing the, the speed limit, which was thirty-five to forty miles an hour on this on this one side street. But there was a car that came out of a side uh, side street entrance onto the main street that I was driving on. It was two-way traffic. So now visualize this. I'm driving, doing 40 miles an hour. There's a car coming out off the side street and it stops halfway into my intersection. So now I'm heading straight for him at 40 miles an hour. So I decide, okay, do I go around him or do I keep going straight forward and flipping over? So anyway, I went around him, but as I went around him, I got caught with a minivan on the other side. Ouch. Now listen, this Ouch. is this was back in the days when cars were made out of metal. Yes. <laughs> okay? There was no fiberglass. Yeah, there was no fiberglass. So <laughs> oh, man. um it the the bumper of of the car caught my knee of the minivan and I stopped the bike and I said, Jessica, I need you to get off the bike. So she got off the bike and I remember I'm closing my eyes and I'm visualizing this and then I just laid the bike down. I laid the bike down and I just looked at the sky and I said, what's going on? I says, God, what's going on? Wow. So as I looked up at the sky and I says, God, I've been so good. Why? Why is this happening to me? And, um, you know, ambulance showed up quick. Uh, unbelievable. Did, did, Actually, did you right the, there fight, up, man. This the, is... the fire department yeah. showed up first. Wow. They were first on the scene. Yeah. And um, so now as I'm laying there, I'm in the ambulance now, right? Fast forward a little bit. I'm in the ambulance now and the, I hear them talking and I hear them saying, oh yeah, he's a kickboxing, you know, he, and all this other stuff. So I, I get to the hospital, I'm in the emergency room. They're sitting there, the doc, now the ambulance guy's telling the doctors what my situation was and that I was a kickboxer and so on and so forth. So I hear the doctors whispering He's not gonna fight ever again. <gasps> wow. And I'm hearing this, and as I'm hearing this, when I tell you, as my brother, I'm looking in the eyes right now, I was laying there with my eyes wide open, like looking up at the, at the ceiling, looking through the ceiling, up into heaven, thinking, God, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? Wow. You know? And uh, sure enough, you know, they, they said, yeah, you're gonna walk with a limp, um, surgery went well, but you know, you're going to need a cast, uh, a, a full length cast from your hip to your ankle, you know, to heal. And, um, you will have a limp and I'm sorry to say son, um, but you're not going to be able to kickbox ever again. Wow. And that's when I just totally, you broke down my, right there. Yeah. My world just fell apart. And I was like, wow. okay, I was like, this is not supposed to be my destiny. So if you want to believe that I made it happen, yeah, I made it happen because I believe that, you know, if I can do this with God's strength, I can do it. And it happened. It happened because, you know, I don't want to sound super religious to you guys, but I am sorry, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I am here to tell you that because of my belief in my higher power that it could happen, I became a five-time, this now, listen, people, this was after my knee 
uh, accident. I almost lost my leg. I've got the scar to prove it. Yeah, it's no, here. I see. That's like it's it's from one side to the other of my knee. I almost lost the leg from the knee down, and um, wow. I went on to become a five-time world kickboxing champion and a boxing champion. Um, to a certain degree, I was becoming, you know, very aggressive and very motivated to keep doing what I love to do. Um, so if anybody ever tells you there's something you can't do, I'm here to tell you that, listen, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. There's nothing, there's nothing that cannot be done without <laughs> you. If, if you have the beliefs that I have, okay, and believe in your higher power and there's someone there that's watching over you. Yes, there is. Okay. I, I mean, amen. In Jesus name, I, I, I pray every day that not only I get better, but all those around me get better. And it's, it's helped me without question. Tremendously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah and I, and I seen you grow. I seen you go through all of that. Now, now let's talk a little bit about, because this was something that to me, I was waiting for this moment in your life. You know, and I, I would tell people that this, this fight is going to happen and this is going to be big for him and I can't wait and all that. But when you switched to boxing, you went pro, became a champion and all that. And you were supposed to have this awesome last hurrah fight yep. with the one and only up there, Roy Jones Jr., correct? Roy Jones? Yes. Well, I was supposed to fight him. I, I was fighting the, the fighter that I was fighting was supposed to fight him and everything was supposed to, you know, it's like anything else. First of all, let's back up. I was 37 years old. Bam. In boxing, that's, that's unheard, unheard yeah. of because that's old. But here it is, I'm fighting these promoters fighters that were supposed to be in line to fight Lord John Jr. And you're beating them. Um, and I beat them all. Bam. So, um, <laughs> yeah, 37. <laughs> so now here, here it is. From kickboxing three, yeah, three. to boxing. Uh, uh, you know, you may think it's the same kind of art without kicking, but it's a whole different game there. Yes. Well, you got to keep your feet on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so to me, it was actually easier um, cardiovascular-wise to, sure. to fight. But, um, yeah, just keeping your feet on the ground was, was the hardest thing. But... Um, you know, as far as me fighting Roy Jones, that was always one thing that I wanted to do, but never happened because I didn't have a promoter that would believe at my age now, at that point, I was 39. Wow. That, um, that I had enough years left in me of fighting for them to promote me to become high enough in rank or to build a big enough name to fight someone like Roy Jones. You know, I've had plenty of opportunities to fight some of the best guys out there. And, um, but these were all guys that were trying to make their name back on someone like me, a world champion kickboxer who was now 37 years old, trying to come into boxing, you know, which was unheard of. Wow. So, you know, my, my, my goal is becoming the first Latin American to hold world titles in both sports. It's never been done. I guess it's still never been done because I was one of the people that was supposed to do it. But it didn't happen. And you kind of lose stride in what you uh, what you want in life sometimes. And I said, you know what? Well, 
on to the next chapter of my life. Next chapter of my life was to become the best coach that I could become for, you know, the future generation coming up. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, you know, where I'm at now. And now um, I had the opportunity to do a seminar with you, with your students. And um, hopefully that went well, which I think it did. I got nothing. Yeah, that went totally well. I mean, everybody, good vibes you know, all it. the messages that I got and, and the feedback, everybody's excited. I think, I think we'll do another one. And the next one, it's just going to be bigger. It's going to be yes. better and bigger. So we'll get better and bigger on that. You know, no it's question. Gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Now, you, you always fought at the light heavy. Yes, light heavyweight, which light heavyweight. was uh, 175 pounds to 180 pounds at that time. Um, but if you were to fight for a title, you would have to be you would have to be at the 175 pound, the heaviest. But if it was just um, a fight, uh, a non-title fight, you could fight the heaviest you could be is 180. So I always floated around 175 to 180. Tell us, in, 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 in your kickboxing career, who was your toughest, in your opinion, your toughest opponent? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so many, right? <laughs> um, there's, there's been a few. You know, um, one that pops off the top of my head is uh, Luis Bad Boy Ruiz. Oh, yeah. Only because <laughs> we fought three times. He's the only guy that I've ever fought three times before. Um, and every time I fought him, he always came back harder, which always made me come back harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, through the grace of God, I beat him every time, <laughs> but, you know, he was, he was one of my toughest opponents. Yeah, he, he, you, I think those fights between you guys made everybody just like love the two of you more. Yes. It, it wasn't like you couldn't pick. I mean, of course, you have your, your crowd, you know, you have your people that love you and all that. But, you know, with that, that same crowd fell in love with him, too. It was yes. like, man, these guys are so awesome. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, my God, like the heart in these two warriors, man. He was like intense. I remember, you know, so you yeah. did that three times. Um, yes, sir. Powerful, powerful. Every time was like an amazing, amazing war in there, you know. Mm -hmm. So you finally got married to... Miss yes, Dina. my queen, Dina Rivera. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember you saying we're 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 not gonna get married until I become a, a world champion. Yes, sir. Right. So, yep. so tell us a little bit about that. Well, that that was my focus. You know, um, I I wanted to become a world champion, and and I loved her to death. But I told her, I said, if you could stick around long enough to watch me become a world champion, then I will gladly marry you and and be forever yours. And sure enough, you know, 27 years later, actually, yeah, 27, <laughs> 27 years, years later, later, right? Yeah, I got to share it with my brother and, and his queen. You know, it, it's just wow, amazing, amazing, yes. amazing, and get to do a seminar. With I get to do, and, and you know, for awesome. me, for me, the the whole thing about the seminar that I'm, I'm going to be a little selfish here, right? Um, you know, when when you live a life of giving, 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 giving. Uh, there's a little bit of selfishness there. So for me, my selfishness was I haven't sparred with you in 30 years easily. Yes. yes. And I wanted that experience <laughs> again. I wanted to feel that from the days when we used to train and, you know, do, do this this thing in a big way, you know? Mm -hmm. And yes, uh, I got that. So thank you for that. That yes. was that was a no, beautiful that, experience. That, that was uh, my pleasure. Yeah, you that know, was awesome. For me to... Uh, 
after 30 years to being back in the ring with you, moving around and uh, sparring, it was just, it was like, it brought back the, the childhood. Yes. You know, yes. when we were younger back in the days. And, yes. You know, and you gotta realize people that are listening out there, okay? We're both in our 50s. Yeah. So, you know, for us to get in there and, and spar with each other, you know, it's an amazing feat just seeing oh. that, you know? Um, but do understand the respect and the control is always amen, there amen. without question. Amen, amen. Yes, well, just just so it's out there, I would never, ever want to face him in the ring <laughs> or in the street because I've seen him do stuff in the street. <laughs> that's that's a different ball game. I would run, man. I'm like, yo, listen, not me, man. I don't have the problem. It's not with me, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank God, right? <laughs> no doubt. For real, for real. So... The other thing is, when you first started, let's go back to to when you first first started and you decided, okay, I'm, I, I want to do kickboxing. How did that happen? How how did you get introduced? Wow. How did you find your coach? And what did you do to get your coach? How did you, and then, and then how you know that that was going to be your coach? Well, that's that was a, again a blessing in itself because um, my my first experience with getting into a full contact fight was with a, a good brother friend of mine, which is uh, Henry the Hitman Nieves. Oh and yeah. Believe me, you know, with the name of the, the Hitman. Hit <laughs> yeah. I used he, to always go, <laughs> whoa, the Hitman, oh man, yeah. he's gonna fight the Hitman, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> he was uh, he was an incredible individual where he um, taught me what it was like to give pain and to receive pain. And when I wow. say give pain and receive pain is he hit me with a body shot that dropped me to my knees. And I was like, what just happened? He was like, oh, that's called a body shot. I was like, you got to teach me that. And uh, sure enough, he taught me how to use the body shot. Wow. And um, from there, you know, we started training. So this was after I, was, I became a... Uh, uh, a martial arts enthusiast, but it was through Taekwondo. Mm. And at that time, my, my Taekwondo instructor, um, you know, was just traditional Korean, you know, Taekwondo. And um, I went now to Americanized kickboxing with Henry the Hitman Nieves, training with him. So with me training with him, I found out, okay, he's got this great career, but he lost to one guy and I wanted to know who the one guy was that he <laughs> lost to, right? So believe it or not, guy the, one guy, you? <laughs> the one guy that beat him at the time of his, his top of his career was uh, Virgil Myers. Mm. And um, I was like, well, listen, I want to know who beat the hitman. So I seeked him out. He was a local uh, fighter. And um, I wound up meeting up with him. And... We friended each other and was training together. And before you know it, you know, um, he was at the point of retiring from from being a fighter himself. And um, I asked him, well, if you're gonna retire from fighting, then is there any way you would think or take me on as a student to train me? So he saw, I guess he saw my talent and he was like, you know what, sure. I'd like to take you on as a student. So he took me on as a student, and lo and behold, you know, now here it is, I'm training with the hitman and with 
uh, Virgil Myers, the guy who beat the hitman at that one time. Wow. Um, so, you know, with both of their blessings, I trained with both of them and, and we, you know, we did round robin sparring and it was great. And it taught me a lot of things about, you know, offensive, defensive, and uh, it just gave me a whole different look for the game. And because Virgil was uh, more of a boxing style kickboxer, where the hitman was also a boxing style kickboxer, but um, he liked to use his hands a lot more than his legs. Maybe it was the lack of flexibility, I don't know. Henry was, you know, he loved to kick. So, um, it gave me, you know, the same balance of, okay, well, now I'm going to learn how to box more. And um, again, bringing it back to fast forwarding now to where I went to Beijing, China, and what what made me win that fight? Boxing. Boxing, yeah. Yeah. So the it hands. just goes to show you the hands. You know, up close and personal, if you know how to use the hands, um, you know, you, you can... <laughs> You can hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. You can hurt somebody quick enough. Wow. So, um, so lo and behold, five world titles later, you know, Virgil Myers and, and has been one of my pivotal um, coaches for that. But now, let me not not forget Kyoshi uh, Jonas. He was right, a, right. You know, Kyoshi, at that time was Shihan Jonas Nunes Jr. He was uh, my my uh, martial arts instructor and kickboxing instructor at the time. So I have I have had certain mentors in my through your throughout, time, throughout through your my time frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, while my throughout my journey without question, that he was the one that got me the fight in Beijing. So right, right. I didn't get to go with Virgil, but I got to go with him and he was my coach for that fight. And that's um, awesome. Man. It was an amazing weekend and I'm gonna see if I post uh, some some of that on uh, on Facebook this week coming up. I just gotta look for that stuff because now a lot of that stuff at the time was recorded on VHS tapes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta see how I could transfer over the, from the VHS. Then I had it actually put on DVD somewhere. Now they call streaming. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I gotta figure it out one way or another. Yeah. So. So Other than that, you, you you become the world champion now. Yes. And and now you switch to boxing. Now, how did that transfer happen? How did that transition go for you? That transition went pretty good. <laughs> uh, I remember it like it was yesterday because it's my my pro debut, and um, I was told that if I kick the guy, I'm disqualified. So <laughs> I remember them saying in the locker room, you know, okay. You can't kick because if you kick, you're going to get disqualified. So sure enough, in like the third round, here it is. I'm throwing a combination, just natural flow, flexibility and flow. Just I, my knee came up at the chamber and I was going to kick. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> put it down, put it down. <laughs> put that, but put it's down. funny, you had to see the eyes uh-huh. in, in the uh, in the referee inside the ring. His eyes lit up like, and when I saw his eyes lit up, I was like, oh man, I gotta put my leg back down. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, I did not kick him, okay. so, which was a good thing. So um, I lost a point, but I didn't get uh, disqualified. Disqualified. Yeah, because you didn't yeah. actually kick. Yeah, because I didn't actually it's kick. It's kind of like you, you posted, so, but you didn't do yep. it. Wow. <laughs> so 
Amazing. Uh, but needless to say, I, I wind up winning that fight and uh, on points. And um, from there, just it just propelled me to go forward more. I was like, okay, now I got to realize when I have sneakers on my feet, I can't kick. Can't kick. So then after that, it became pretty easy to keep my feet on the ground. Wow. How many? So you did 15 fights? Yes, sir. 15 fights. In boxing. Pro. In boxing. At the pro level. Mm-hmm. Amazing, man. I'm so yeah. proud of you, Out of man. 15 like, fights, um, wow. I had uh, two losses, one draw. Um, I became the U.S. champion and by the IBC and by the WBC, I became Latin American champion. Um, so I was ranked up in, in, in the top 10. Actually, actually I was top, top three. Wow. And um, that's when I was like, trying to get my my opportunity to fight um you know Roy Jones at the time which was light heavyweight in boxing and which was a big name then there's another name that I don't even want to mention because <laughs> um yeah Tarver <laughs> Tarver yeah Antonio Tarver he was he was another one that every time and he was from Florida so I would see him all the time in the gym and he would always act like you know he was big willy and I was small french fries and you know uh, yeah, I'm talking about you, Tarver. Um, <laughs> Tarver, that you know, should have happened, man. <laughs> yeah, it should have happened. It should have. Both back in when I was in my, my prime and you was in your prime. But I guess um, at the time, he didn't see that I was big enough um, yeah. for him to warrant a big payday for himself. You know? And that, see, that's, that's where a lot of people get confused with why I fought. And I think that's why I became such such an amazing fighter, is because I never fought for the money. You know, there was a there was never really big money, in being a kickboxing champion. But I fought because I liked to fight. Yeah, it was your passion. You know, it was love. my passion. Yeah. It wasn't like they said, "Well, you're gonna get paid this amount of money. Would you fight?" They could have told me, "I'm not getting no money," but they got to fight, and there's a there's a belt on the line. I'm like, give me the belt. Don't worry about the money. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, the money will come. But, um, you know, that, that, was, that was my heart. You know, that was my passion. You know, and that's, that's what drove me. And that passion brought you to, well, I know you don't consider yourself, but like celebrity status. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, you, you yeah, met Chuck Norris. You did, you did some episode with Chuck Norris, right? Yes, sir. Tell us about that. How did that happen? How did that connection come about? Like, how how did becoming the warrior at a worldview global name? How did that happen? That it's like, okay, now here's this doors opening. How did that happen? Wow. Um, that happened where being a world champion, first of all, is how it happened. Um, Chuck Norris was doing um, an episode on his uh, Walker, Texas Rangers. And he reached out in the martial arts community because him being a martial arts as well, he wanted to know who are the current world champions because the episode he was recording was called Legends. Wow. So this was his, this was his doing. Um, he wanted to do something to honor Joe Lewis, Bill Wallace, Superfoot. Um, uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank with some of the other Benny names. Benny Akitas, right? Uh, yes. Well, that Benny Akitas wasn't involved in this one. Okay. But um, there was Howard Jackson. Ah, oh, right, right. It was another one. Um, 
Oh, Don, 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 the Don Dragon, Dragon Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Um, and there was one other. Who was the one other that I'm missing? There was. There was five. There were five retired world champions. Five legends. Okay. The five legends were Bill Wallace, Joe Lewis, um, Don the Dragon, Don the Dragon Wilson, Howard, uh, Howard Jackson. Who was the fifth one? I'm missing one. I'm sorry, people. This is, you know, age, and I got hit in the head for a living. Okay, so. But there's one more there, and forgive us for not saying your name, but yes. yeah. Um, so, anyway, he put this together. And um, when they reached out and says, well, who are the current world champions in those weight classes? You know, there was me. Um, which was with, uh, which was matched up to fight Don Wilson on on the on show, the show right? yeah, on the show, not in real life. Yeah. Um, then there was uh, Tommy Baton, right? Tommy. Was Tommy, there. yes, Tom Baton, yes, yes. Tom Baton was involved in there. He was also on this this episode with me. Um, Alex Gong, yes, which Alex oh, that's Gong, right. That's right. He, he was another um, young champion that was coming up. Um, who else was there? God, that was, uh, that was a lot of that, a lot of. I'm looking at this episode and I'm like, whoa, look at all these guys, you know? Yeah. Like, that was amazing. But seeing you was like, because I know you personally, it was like, oh man, look, that's my friend right there, coach. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm telling everybody, you got to see this episode and. You know, I'm spreading the word and all these things, and it was just such a great feeling to see you go from, you know, a desire, a thought in your mind, with yes. a desire, a passion, to working hard through it, sacrifice because nothing happens that good because you want it. You have to like, you have to pay the price. Yes. You know, and then to see you there was like, oh man, I'm so proud of this man. You know, like. Wow, inspiring, you know what I mean? Okay. There's hope for everybody else, you know, that knows you, you know, like, oh man. So that was that was intensely amazing. Uh, yes. That, and then you got to hang out with like all these movie stars too, right? Yeah. I mean it's it's good to um shout out my accolades, but um I'm never one to brag about where I've been and who I've done it with and you know, just, for those who was, follow you, that that was know not my style. it and see it because you know he's a humble guy. But <laughs> I'm following him, right? Since I know this is since this is amazing. Back when we were like 20 years old and stuff, right? And you know, seeing him go to that is like it's like beautiful, right? So I seen him hanging out with Cynthia Rock Rock and Chuck Norris, of course, and um, you know all these other Dan the Dragon who done tons of movies there. Um, mm -hmm. And all these other movies. those are all my equal, those are all my equals, you know, and, and that's what I love about them. They're they're humble as I am. They're humble, yeah. And you can talk to them. Joe Lewis and Superfoot Wallace. Yeah, you know those those are all humble warriors that you know have made what I do such a great feeling to be part of that elite group, you know. And um, which, speaking of the league group, I mean, you want to talk about meeting all of these people in person, 
just come out to our uh, 2020, which is uh, happening in January up in Atlantic City. You know, it's it's the uh, help me with this, sweetheart. It's the uh, the mega the mega martial arts, yeah, the mega weekend, martial right, arts right. weekend. Yes, in Atlantic City, in, in Atlantic Tropicana, City, it's right? Tropicana. Yes, sir. The wow. weekend, the weekend of the 24th, it's Alan Goldberg show. It's an amazing event. You want to talk like about everybody in the martial arts. Anybody is there. who's anybody in martial arts from is there. global, yeah, are going to be there. And this is the 20th year that we're doing this, so it's going to be an amazing event. I mean, if anybody can be there, if you're in town, make it. I trust me, you are yeah, not. Yeah. You you you'll just be walking around with your mouth like wide open, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. This person here, this person, and this here. is the twentieth you know? year anniversary, right? Yes, it's the twentieth yeah. year anniversary, so it'll be so big. It's, it's time to go there. Um, yes, and I know you're coming, right? Yes, uh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Very good. Yeah, I'll be there. We'll Very be there. Good. We'll be there for sure. So that's in in January or February, right? So no, that's know? that's in January, January, the weekend of the twenty fourth. It's yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be there. It's a three day weekend that you know it starts on a Thursday night. We have like a celebrity VIP party where all the celebrities get in early and then um, all the people come and we just ha like have beer and wine and dance and, and talk and, you know, take pictures. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the VIP party is just a place where you go in, get dressed up nice, which I like getting dressed up nice. Yes, once of course. Month, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and just taking pictures and, and seeing all of your martial arts uh, icons, you know, boom, they're there, you know, it's like from the big screen to right there in front of you, you know, bam. Yeah. So I, I look forward to that. It's, it's going to be a great time. So it's now tell us about your, your family. So you're married, how many kids you got, all of that. <sighs> okay. Well, yes, I am married to my beautiful queen, Dina, which, um, has been around me for 27 years now. Um, we have two children together. I have two from previous but um you know they're all martial arts enthusiasts but none and i don't push it none right right have the thoughts of like i did yeah <laughs> becoming like, a like, world champion yeah you, you know? took it to that level and that's, that was your passion yeah, that was know? my passion yeah. you know so you know i, I have my my kids i tell them be and do what you want to do. Right. You know, I've got my son, Orlando Jr., who is now my business partner. Beautiful. And doing um, uh, martial arts training together. Uh, and it's called Orlando's Kickboxing. That's awesome. So, where, where is it after that? Fitness. If you're in the area, you know, yeah, go, go pass by. Yeah, right? Orlando's Kickboxing Fitness in Tampa. And, um, you know, we've been there for almost 20 years now. Nice. And um, it, we've got a great location. We just, if you're ever in the area, you want to come and check us out, just look us up on Google, or Orlando's Kickboxing Fitness. And uh, we're in Tampa, so be more than welcome to come by, stop by and say hi. Come and hit a bag with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah what in, a great experience. Coming for a free session. Yeah. Man, this, this has been a, a beautiful 40 minutes here. Amazing. I, I hope you got to get a snapshot of the warrior's life and and a little bit more on the personal level because as a fan you could look from afar and you, you get to visualize and wonder what is the warrior like in person so i hope that this gave you 
a, a snapshot of, and that you feel that you feel like you know him personally. Because I, I can tell you something about this man, right? He's not the kind of guy, person, celebrity, martial artist that has a chip on his shoulder thinking he's better than the air you breathe and all of that, and that you're gonna go up to him and say hello, and he's gonna treat you like you're nothing. Trust me, nothing like that. This is the, the humble warrior, person loving, gives you the heart, I mean, you approachable, you can come to him and say hello and he'll be paying attention to you because he understands the bigger picture. And that's what I love about you. Amen. You know, like you, you always treated everybody around you like, man, come, you yeah. know, like you embrace you, them. You embraced them right there. You never treated them like, and even in training, you could, you could whip so many people's ass. <laughs> I remember like, and yet you respected that. Yes, sir. To to teach them and to build them, and then you got whatever they brought to the table, and you say, okay, I can use that. I can grab this, and and it was so amazing to see that too. So so that's Orlando the Warrior Rivera. Uh, love it, man. This was awesome. Thank you for uh, coming in and giving me the time to put you on our podcast here. This has been uh, Champions for Life, and now you're on Facebook too, so I want people to connect with you sure, and all of that. Of so. Uh, you're Just on go Facebook. to Orlando Rivera, and it's Orlando, O-L-A-N-D-O, Orlando yeah, no, no Rivera. No R, no R. Yes, well, the R is in the last name, Rivera. Rivera, there you go. Yep. Or you can go to Orlando, our Facebook page, which is Orlando's Kickboxing Fitness. Right, there you go, so you can find them there. So, thank you all for tuning in. This is Champions for Life, JDC. You can follow me on JDC, uh, Jose DeServo page, uh, Success Coaching. You can follow me on Instagram, JDC, you, uh, Jose DeServo, uh, Twitter, Jose, JDC, Jose DeServo. You can follow me on Google, uh, Jose DeServo, and my newest website, uh, JDCCoaching.com. So you can follow me there too. Uh, until next time, this has been an amazing time. You have an amazing day.